now, my friends, this time, I would like us to prepare to hear the word of God. I'm happy this day to bring to you uh, this man of God all the way from Nairobi. He's been here before, um, someone that we talk a lot, and that the Lord, someone that the Lord has prepared this day for his people this morning and in this place. This is none other than the Reverend Simon Ruba uh, from Nairobi, Kenya. So please, can you uh, put your hands together as we bring him up here uh, to minister uh, today, this morning. Karibu, Chugadi. And we kindly appreciate our pastor, Dr. Leverett in Sioka, please put your hands together for him as he goes to sit. Thank you. Thank you. Let me say I am honored to be here today, this being the day that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. I want to praise God for allowing us to be together today. I honor your pastor, Dr. Leverett David Zioka, I thank God for the gift of leadership. This is not my first time to be here. I'm, I'm sure many of us know me. At this particular time, I want us to get into the word of the Lord because the Bible says that men shall not live by blood alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And because the Lord knows you by your name, and he knows that you are here, and he knows what you are going through. Through the text that we have shared together, the part of the Bible that has been led to us today, God is going to speak to each one of us. So may I ask that we bow our heads. Our Father, today we have come together in your name, and we have come to honor you with our lives. In simple obedience to your word, we have come to worship you and to honor you because of who you are. Now, Lord, we ask, speak to us because our ears are open, lady, to hear your voice. Thank you for the blood of the covenant. We cover us by the blood of Jesus. And we pray that, Lord, as we receive your word, Shall not be stolen from our hearts because we pray in Jesus' name and together we say amen. amen. The message today is entitled The Call to Serve the Lord. The Call to Serve the Lord. I will take us through a few scriptures to make us understand the reason why the Lord has kept us alive today. Because God has kept us alive, not the food that we ate yesterday. It is God who has kept us alive. We serve a God who is invisible. The God we serve is invisible. We cannot see him with our naked eyes, yet he is real. He is real as our existence here today. It is God who has made us to see the light of this new day. It is God who has preserved us from all evil. He has not allowed your feet and my feet to be moved. We have many enemies under the sun. But God in his faithfulness, he has been watching over each one of us. He has kept us healthy. He has given us a sound mind. And he has given us the honor and the privilege to be called his sons, his children. We are called by his name. This God has kept us alive at a time like this one for a given purpose. And that is, we may serve him. When we serve people, when we serve people that God has created 
in his own image and likeness, we are serving God by extension. Because remember I said that the God that we serve is invisible. We don't see him, yet he is very real. But we are able to see men and women, people that he has created in his own image and likeness. When we love them, when we serve them, when we go an extra mile to do something good that is able to glorify the name of the Lord, it is God we are serving. And we have been called to do that. That is why we are called the light of this world. We serve God for our own good. We serve God for our own good. And I want us to look at the text, the passage of scripture that we, that we have read today. Moses had run away from Egypt because of something evil he had done. He was running away. And so he needed God. He needed God. While he was running away, he came to the land of the Midianites. And while there, in total desperation, in total desperation, he needed God in his life. Because in Egypt, he tried to fulfill the call of God in his life using his own strength. So he made a brother. He made a big mistake. Moses was called to be a deliverer. That is how he was called to serve God. As a deliverer. But in Egypt, did you know sometimes we try doing things and sometimes we try doing the right things the wrong way. That is what Moses did. Because he ended up killing somebody. So he ran away for his life. And Moses needed God in his life. Like we need God today. So in the land of the Midianites, he was by this well. And the daughters of Luel came to water the cattle. Moses decided, he made a decision. To do something to glorify God. The daughters of Luel were young, not as strong as men. And so Moses decided, they were strangers to Moses. He had never met them before. But he decided to do good. And so he offered to fetch the water for them and water their cattle. Because they were threatened by the other shepherds. They were intimidated. And Moses did it cheerfully to the glory of God to ask strange people that he had never met before. And so the daughters of Luel went back home. And their father discovered that they had come early as unexpected. And so he had a question for them. How comes that you have made it so early? And they had a good answer to their father. They said to him, an Egyptian, a man that we do not know, helped us. We were intimidated by the shepherds. He came to rescue us and he watered the flocks. And the father asked, why did you leave him? Why did you invite him to come home? The point I want to emphasize here is that when we serve God, it is for our own good. We are not doing God any favor because God can do without us, but we cannot do without God. So Moses was invited to go and have some full meal together with these people. And the Bible accounts, Moses accepted the invitation because he had nowhere to sleep. He had nowhere to lay his head. He accepted the invitation to live with his family and eventually he was given Sipora for a wife. So from the good that he did, he harvested. And God was behind the scene because we know that later on, God called Moses from the land of the Midianites to go back to Egypt and fulfill 
the purpose of God in his life. God has kept you and me alive today for a given purpose. And before God laid the foundations of the earth, God has, had seen you here today, he had seen me here today, even though I had leveraged Theoka, we never knew that at such a time as this one, God would be using me to speak to somebody here today. But God knew it. So in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 10, if you look at your Bible, Deuteronomy and chapter number 10, I'm going to make a quotation from a number of scriptures as we continue. In Deuteronomy 10 and verses number 12, the word of the Lord recounts, I will make this quotation from the New International Fashion. Deuteronomy 10 and verses number 12. Because there is something that God is asking, that God is demanding from each one of us that he has kept us, he has kept alive. And now Israel, what does the Lord God ask of you except to fear the Lord, your God, by walking in all his ways and to love him and to worship the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Mine goes like this. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. That is with all your might. Serve the Lord. As long as you live under the heavens. One thing that God is asking of you and me. Is that amongst the many things that we do. We make sure that we are serving the Lord. We should live objective-free. To have the name of the Lord glorified even through our lives, in our places of work, and wherever God will cause us to go. This is one thing that God is asking from us. That we fear him. That we walk in all his ways. That we love him. And that we serve him with all our hearts and with all our souls, with all our minds, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. When Moses served the daughters of Luel, and by extension he served God by doing good, he harvested from the same. He harvested from the same. So when you do good, when you serve the Lord, it is for your own good. Because as I said earlier on, God can do without us, but we cannot do without God. Another quick quotation, this time from the New King James Fashion, if we can get it on the screen. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are his workmanship. People created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God foreordained that we should walk in them. That is how God says that we serve him. Because he created us. He has kept us alive. A time like this one. For a given purpose. That we may bring him glory. By honoring him with our lives. So. God requires. That we serve him. And the word serve means to obey, to worship. That is what God requires from us. That we serve him with our lives. 
that we serve him with our substance, that we obey his voice, that we honor him, we worship him. It is for that purpose that God created us, that we worship him. How do we serve God? How do we serve God? An answer and a quick one is given in Psalms 100. That we are called to serve the Lord with gladness. We are not called to, go, to serve God anyhow. We are called to serve the Lord with gladness. Appear before him in singing. Hallelujah. Because you know God loves a cheerful giver. Whatever you do in the name of the Lord, do it cheerfully. Be passionate about God. Let us be excited about our God. We are the light of this world. We cannot change the world while we are grooming. We can only change this world if we walk with a smile, knowing that we have a father. And the God that we serve, we do not serve him in vain. Hallelujah. Because God is Ali Wanda of those people that seek him diligently. As we serve the Lord, let us serve the Lord as per the requirements. He requires that we serve the Lord with gladness because failure to do that, as you discover from Deuteronomy 28, verses number 27, failure to serve the Lord with gladness is disastrous. Hmm? And you can tell by looking at people who do not serve God. You can tell. You don't have a, we, we do not need the angels to come and tell us this. We know it. Because you see, people who don't serve God, they are not like you and me. When I look at my age mates, when I look at people that we were in school together, those who do not serve the Lord, they are tired. They are beaten down. They are oppressed. They are not happy. They are not celebrating in life. They are not enjoying life. But look at people who serve God. And people who serve God with a positive attitude. People who are passionate about their relationship with God. They are wonderful people to hang around with. They are life free. They are life givers. They are wonderful people to listen to. Hallelujah. Failure to serve God. Listen to Deuteronomy 28. Verses number 47 from the Life Affirmation Bible. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm, if you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and with enthusiasm for the abundance of blessings you have received, then you will serve your enemies. You know, God expects that we serve him with joy and the gladness of heart. Hallelujah. Me, I, I like what I do. I like what I do. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy suffering. I enjoy preaching. I enjoy leashing out to people. I enjoy helping. I can spend hours and hours talking to people. I don't get tired. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy to serve God. I enjoy to serve his people. And the Bible tells us to serve the Lord with joy, with gladness. Whatever you find to do in the house of the Lord or in his kingdom, do it with gladness, do it with joy. Not aiming at pleasing people because we, are, we have not begun to be men pleasers. We have been called to please God. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Those who sing, sing with passion. Be enthusiastic about your God. Hallelujah. I thank God for those who led us in praise and worship this morning. Be fiery. Be passionate. Hallelujah. Be zealous when you serve God. Because God has kept us alive for this one purpose. That we may worship him. That we may serve him. That we may obey him. Because that is how we bring glory to God. That is how we impact the world. Hallelujah. Look at the title that he has given to us. The salt of the earth. The light of the world. Hallelujah. I think I like this. How do we serve God? Joshua 24. From the New International Fashion again, NIV, Joshua 24, the word of the Lord says, in verses number 14, in verses number 14, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. With all faithfulness. Serve the Lord with all faithfulness. In the King James, it says, serve the Lord in sincerity. Be sincere as you serve God. The problem in the world, not in this church, not in this church, but the problem in the world, the problem in many parts of the world in the body of Christ is hypocrisy. But God expects us to serve him in sincerity. Filthy free and with gladness of heart. Fear the Lord and serve him with, with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the lever in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve beyond the whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers or who your fathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Ammonites in whose land you are living. God was speaking to the children of Israel. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua was answering that call. Because there is a call that God has placed upon each one of us and that is to serve the Lord. When you serve the Lord with gladness, it is for your own good. I remember my years in Nakuru before I came to Nairobi. Duncan will remember that. I served the Lord using a handicap. I used to push that handicap going to preach dressed in suit the way I am. And the people would look at me and wonder, who is this man dressed in suit yet pushing a hard cut? Because that doesn't happen in Kenya. People who push hard cuts are dirty. But I used to do it in my suit. Because we didn't have a car, the church didn't have a car, and yet we needed to preach. And this has had to be done daily. I did it with joy, with passion. I remember one lady that saw me and she came to ask, Pastor, if your wife discovers that you are pushing this thing and she is young, will she not run away from you? But I did it with gladness, ignoring everything else and what people would say and what my wife would think. I served the Lord with gladness, not one year. I preached that hard cut, not two years, not three years, not four years, not five years. I did it every day. And at one time, the Lord God whom I was serving came to me while I was walking the Lord. And he says, Simon, why don't you prophesy to the hard cut? Why don't you prophesy to it? He took me to the valley of the dry bones. And I prophesied to the metallic hard cut. 
And I said, hard cut, hear the word of the Lord. I command you to produce two more wheels. Instead of me pulling you, you will be carrying me. <laughs> well, that day went. Nothing happened. Another day, while still doing it, that, that day I was discouraged because it was hot. It was hot. And I could see my sweat falling to the ground. I'm cutting a long testimony short. I, on that day, the Lord spoke to me, Simon, why don't you prophesy to your sweat? Why don't you command your sweat to become the fuel for your car? I prophesied to my sweat that was falling on the tarmac load. Hallelujah. I remember the bottom line. Serve the Lord for your own good. So, I prophesied to my sweat. Sweat, sweat, hear the word of the Lord. I command you in Jesus' name. Be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And become the fuel, the gas for my car. That was over. That day went. And another day came. I was still serving the Lord. You know, we are called to serve the Lord with grandness. Regardless of our circumstances. Regardless of whatever happens allowed you. Because we have an enemy there that does not want us to serve God. And sometimes he comes with discouragement. So everybody had deserted me. No young pastor, no one young man wanted to be associated with a handcart. And you know, climbing from Freehold, Nakuru, where the reference church is to town, is a, there's a small hill that you have to climb. And that day I was pushing that thing. And the Lord came again and said, Simon, why don't you prophesy to that handle? The handle of the handicap. Why don't you command it to become the steering wheel of your car? In simple obedience, I looked at that metallic thing. And I said, handle, handle, handle. Hear the word of the Lord. I command you in Jesus' name. Be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it become the steering wheel for my car. And one day when I was preaching, not one day, many times, I would tell the people that were listening to me, do you see that hard cut? Do you see where it is? One of these fine days, God will give me a pickup and that pickup will be there. And surely, God did it. Somebody saw me pulling that thing Somebody that God had blessed. And he came to the church with a pickup in the log book. And he said to the bishop, I'm donating this pickup to the church because of the young man who pulls that hard cut. And from that day on, I became a proud driver of a pickup. That's on 12 of 200. That's on 12 of 200. I remember even the legislation. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord with gladness. It is for that purpose that God has give, uh, kept us alive. And that I do with passion. I do it with passion. And because of doing that, God spoke to me many years back in Akuru. And he said, son, I will be taking you to the nations. And until today from the year 2002, I have seen God opening doors to the nations. That is how I know that God is speaking to you today. Because there is somebody that God intends to bless in this house. And God will bless you because you serve him. I pray in Jesus' name. May we find the grace to serve the Lord with gladness. May we find the grace to serve the Lord with gladness. If this house is not full, it is not because of God. It is because there is something that me and you, we have not done. If there are people who are perishing out there, people who are dying hopeless, it is because there is something that we have not done. Listen to me, church. Money is good. Wealth is good. But let us be reminded when we go to heaven, none of us will carry his credit card. None of us will carry 
our houses and the material things that God has given us, we will leave them here, being enjoyed by other people. The only thing that will follow you there is what you have done in the kingdom. How many lives have you touched? How many people have been converted because of your life? Because you are a walking Bible. Serving the Lord with gladness. That is what matters most. God has kept us alive at a time like this one that we may serve him. And we serve God in sincerity and in truth. Serving the Lord in sincerity and in truth. First Chronicles 28. First Chronicles 28. Look at your Bible. Or write in your notes. First Chronicles 28. And the first is number nine. Listen to the word of the Lord. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion. Hey. Let, let us read that one first. As for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands the intentions of every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. That is not good news. That if we don't serve God, he can reject us or he will reject us. The New International Fashion says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Serve him with wholehearted devotion. How do we serve God? With wholehearted devotion. The only reason why God has not allowed you to be sick. Hmm. The reason why God has blessed you. The reason why he has preserved you from all evil. Is that you may serve him. Let us serve the Lord while we live in this body. Today is a golden opportunity we have been given to put a smile on somebody's face. Because there are people who are not rejoicing. There are people who are not enjoying life simply because they do not know the Lord. They do not know the Lord. Who is the source of peace? They do not know the Lord. Who alone is our healer and deliverer? God has kept you alive. He has given you a sound mind and a healthy body that you may do something to glorify his name. Remember it is recorded that whatever you do, even when you eat and drink, do all things to the glory of God. Serving God is the lesson of our existence today. Serve him with, a, with your whole heart, with a blameless heart. Serve the Lord with a perfect heart and a willing might. Hallelujah. You know, you cannot serve God and remain the same as short testimony. I have served the Lord for many years, preaching every day, every day during the lunch break. Even in Kenya where I'm serving, we do early morning devotions, 5 to 7.30. We do lunch hour meetings, and in between, 
there is serving the people of God. When my children were small, when my children were small, God paid for the school fees of my children through high school. I didn't have to pay. God paid for them. My firstborn son, when he graduated from high school, I didn't want to wait for, for the letters, admission letters from the campus to come. So I put him in a parallel program. And God paid even for the parallel program until the admission letter to the regular program came. Out of serving God, out of serving God, I have harvested in that God took care of my children through high school. And you know it is expensive to take children through high school, isn't it? When you serve the Lord, it is for your own good. Our God is alive. He is real. And God is able to do for us exceedingly, abundantly, and above. Finally, I'm about concluding now. Job 36. This one we read from the New International Fashion. Job chapter number 36. And we are going to read verses number 11 and possibly verses 12. Job 36. And verses number 11. This is what the Lord says. If they obey and they serve him, if they obey, if the people of God obey, if those who are called by his name obey and they serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity. The word of the Lord says. If they obey and they serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity, and their ears in contentment, the word of the Lord teaches. Because you see, it's a choice we have to make. This life is demanding. This life is demanding. A lot is being required from us until sometimes we have so little time to serve God. But, if you will obey and be willing to go an extra mile, be concerned about the people who didn't come to church today, follow up somebody who has backslidden, reach out to the lost souls. The word of God we have been given for free. Every revelation that we carry is God-given, free of charge. Share the word of God in simplicity, in the power of the Holy Spirit with the people around you. Serve the Lord in your place of work. Shine for God. Hmm? If you do that, the rest of your days you will spend in prosperity. <laughs> Let me tell you, there is no shortage in heaven. There is no shortage in heaven. Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we work hard. We labor like donkeys, yet we eat like rabbits. We, we subject ourselves to hard, fruitless labor because we don't serve God. But if we do, if we serve the Lord, then, the rest of our days, we shall spend in prosperity and our ears in contentment. But if they do not listen, they will perish by the sword and die without knowledge. Let me tell you, the only reason why God has kept us alive is that we may serve him. And we can serve God, we can shine for God in many different ways. We can win souls into the kingdom by lifestyle, by living righteously, by living holy, serving the Lord in holiness. 
Until people come to a conclusion that this man, this woman is a woman of God. This is a holy man of God. This is a holy woman of God. And you will find if we serve God that way, each one of us will be followed by many. Every time when we come together, people will be giving their lives to Jesus. Why? Because we are shining for God. It is for our own good. Deliverance from hard, fruitless labor happens when we serve the Lord with gladness. John 12, 26, Jesus said these words. John 12, 36, that God honors. God honors those who serve him. And you know, when God honors somebody, he does not just honor with mere words. When God honors those who serve him, God knows how to honor people. Down here we give tokens. But when God honors those who serve him, he blesses the work of their hands. He delivers them from hard, fruitless labor. He gives them the ability to enjoy life. Hallelujah. People who serve God are happy. They live young. They are energetic. They can afford a smile. When they get sick, God heals them so that they can continue to serve. Is it not in John 15 that God will take care of every branch in the vine that bears much fruit? When you serve the Lord, the Lord will remove sicknesses and diseases from your house, from your body, so that you can continue to shine for God. The Lord will keep you young and energetic. To be able to reach out to the lost souls. Church, let us answer this call. The call to serve the Lord. The only thing that God requires from each one of us. The only thing that God is asking. Hallelujah. Has God given you a wife or a husband and children? Serve the Lord for everything that he has done for you. Hallelujah. Do you have a job? Serve the Lord. And for us here, let us serve the Lord with gladness. Let us shine until everybody comes to this church. Hallelujah. God honors those who serve the Lord, those who serve him. From the, new King, from the King James, the last scripture I'm reading with us today, the last scripture that I'm reading with us. Exodus 23. The last scripture. Exodus 23. We are going to consider verses number 25. From the King James Version. This is what the word of the Lord says. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And what shall he do when you serve the Lord? And he shall bless your blood. And he shall bless your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Benefits of serving the Lord. Look at it this way. I'm bringing the word of God to us in simplicity with no additions. I'm putting the word of God as it is. The benefits of serving the Lord. The benefits of serving the Lord. Reverend Siuka, let me say this with a lot of humility. Where we are serving the Lord in Kenya, we have a busy schedule. Sometimes I also wonder how I make it. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Because five in the morning, and this I started in Nakuru, 
to open the church hall for the morning devotions. Five in the morning. And then we have the lunch hour meetings. And Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we have evening meetings. Those are many meetings. And in between there, people come for deliverance. Those who are oppressed by the devil, they come to be delivered. Because Jesus came to an anointed to do that, and he lives in you and me. And sometimes I wonder, where do we get the strength to do this? And then I discover from that, this passage of scripture that when you serve the Lord, the Lord will bless the water that you drink. The Lord will bless your blood. There will be that empowerment that the Lord does through his grace so that we can continue serving the Lord. Because I have realized that people who serve the Lord, they keep young. They keep young. Because the Lord will do whatever it takes to keep his people on the cutting edge as they serve. You know, when God looks at these empty benches, he looks at us. Because you see, if God came to preach to the Americans here, and he is spirit, they will not see him. So God needs a body like you as a mind. He told Moses, come, and I will send you down to Egypt to deliver my people. So in America today, God is saying to you, my brother, come, and I will send you to the white Americans. Hallelujah. Why do you think God brought us here? God brought us here. A time like this one for a given purpose. Because there is a people in this country that God wants to reach using us. When we were in Kenya, he said, come and I will send you to America. Because I have my people there that I want you to deliver. As we do that, this word says categorically that one thing God will do, he will bless your water and your blood and remove sicknesses from the midst of you. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in the land. The number of your days will be fulfilled. Meaning, the Lord will remove from us the, the spirit of barrenness. None of us will be barren in our places of work. When you open a business, that business will flourish. Whatever you touch to do because you are serving the Lord, you will prosper. Because we have a God who is committed to blessing the work of our hands, depending on what we are doing in his kingdom. Church, I want to end by saying, let each one of us as an individual respond to this call. Let us serve the Lord in this, our generation. And let us serve the Lord with gladness. Let us serve the Lord knowing that he is a wonder of those that seek him diligently. There is no dying young to those who serve God. The Bible says that he will fulfill our days. I pray in Jesus' name. May the Lord make each one of us to live long. May the Lord make each one of us to live long that we may serve him in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands and say, my father, my father. If you can use anything, use me in my generation. How many of us would want to be used by God? If you want to be used by God, say, here I am. Me, I want to be used by God. Let me tell you, when you serve God, when you serve God, the Lord will remove 
the spirit of barrenness from your life. The Lord will fulfill your days. God will make sure that you do not die prematurely. There is no premature death for people who serve the Lord. The Lord will fulfill your days because you serve him. When I read through these passages of scripture, I feel harbored and I die to the self. Especially when I hear the Lord saying, that none will be barren in the land, and the Lord himself will fulfill our days. I pray in Jesus' name. Today, let us answer this call, and let us ask the Lord to empower each one of us through the person of the Holy Spirit. Let us ask God for empowerment, so that we can bear fruits, and the fruits that will remain. He has called us to serve him, but it is for our own good. It is for our own good. Because if you go through all those scriptures that we have shared, you realize that the beneficiary becomes us when we serve the Lord as he requires from us. Shall we bow our hands for prayer? Father in heaven, we thank you for keeping us alive. You have kept us alive. You have given to each one of us a sound mind. You have given us good health. Indeed, you have been watching over our lives day and night. You have preserved us from all evil. You have blessed the work of our hands. You have blessed us with children. You have blessed us with husbands, with wives. You have blessed us, Lord, with the material things. All this you have done so that we may serve you with the joy and with the gladness of heart and with a willing mind. Today, as a people, we totally submit to you. We totally submit to you and we ask our Father, if you can use anything, use us, O Lord. Use us, O Lord. Use us, O Lord in accordance to your will. We totally surrender. And we pray for deliverance from the spirit of selfishness in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that the fire of the Holy Spirit will keep burning in our hearts. Let this church to be on a fire. Let each one of us to be on a fire for you. In the name of Jesus, we say no to the spirit of religion. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We say no to the spirit of lukewarmness, our Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray, give us the joy of leading men and women into your kingdom. That your name may be glorified. In us and through us. Because this we pray and believe in Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen.